The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Futures look a little more durable following Tuesday's drubbing. B of A, Morgan Stanley up 4% on earnings and better expense guidance. That said, 10-year does hit 1.9 and oil cracking 87 today. A roadmap begins with stocks looking to claw back some of their losses at the open on the backs of better-than-expected earnings from B of A, Morgan Stanley, and P&G. Plus, big tech is pushing back. Apple, Google, and others targeting Senate antitrust efforts, claiming the legislation would harm consumer security. And how about that 5G fight? Airlines successfully lobbying against the rollout as AT&T and Verizon agree to delay the upgraded service at least around some airports call. Start with the banks this morning. Uh, B of A beats by six cents. Morgan Stanley beats by a dime. But it's really the guidance on expenses, particularly at B of A, staying flat for the year that the market's applauding today. Well, look, if JP Morgan were to report tomorrow, all these stocks were up big. It was uh, Jamie Dimon came up with a a narrative that scared people. Uh, the narrative that you need with Bank of America is, uh, and you can't have it both ways, I'm going to point it out. If the Fed raises four, four times, they make $6 billion. Now, they don't have to do anything. They just make $6 billion. So um, we've got this thing which says if the Fed raises, it's bad. All right, well, if the Fed raises, Brian Moynihan would tell you, hallelujah, we're not like, going to pass that on to you in your checking account. So we can continue to talk about expenses, or we can talk about the big money. The big money is what happens when they raise rates. Now, David, I don't know where it came about that everybody says that inflation's out of control when it comes to the bankers. I did because I made the comment about, oh, there's bidding wars for bankers. Yes. That's untrue. Okay. There are bidding wars for people to work at Meta. I'm sure there are. And it's 200,000, 300,000. There's no bidding war to work. The Goldman Sachs is not trying to recruit aggressively and losing people to SoFi. No, I would not expect so. And you mentioned SoFi, of course. I have SoFi on tonight. That's banking license. blatant self-promotion. Well, Todd, that's okay. I'm looking forward to hearing from yeah. him, uh, Mr. Noto, right? Yeah. I guess that's who that would be. But to your point, uh, you know, yesterday we, we made a lot. And I was just talking to Wilf about this. You know, he made Wolf the point. That, yes, correct. That Goldman's uh, profits were up dramatically last year. By the way, as were Bank of America, as were Morgan oh. Stanley's. And so the comp ratio at Goldman actually was lower, not higher. Yeah, down 200 even basis points. The overall comp but was why, clearly why did, far higher. Is that higher. because people have trouble with arithmetic? With math? No, know. not math. This is arithmetic. arithmetic. The stuff that you did in second grade. I mean, Carl, whoever's writing these stories, I have to believe they're not done by humans. If they were done by humans, you'd have to go over the lines. But I think it's just like a lot of things. It's robo. And I was going over with Goldman. There's no robo advice, right? If you're trying to buy a major company for $68 billion, you don't turn to a machine and say, is that a good price? You actually speak to humans. So those humans are going to be compensated. And I think that we've gotten away from the idea that there's a reason why people are charged. It's because they have advice. 
Well, then maybe. I mean, let's see. Bank of A says expenses will be flat. Uh, State Street up one to two. Citizens up three. Uh, nowhere near the six out of J.P. Morgan. No. So maybe that's more less about wages and more about the uh, structural technological change that Diamond is seeking. I, I, well, I'm so glad you mentioned that because one of the things when I talk about with Brian Moynihan, I, I'm fascinated. I, I bank with all these guys. I'm fascinated by how much money they have spent on technology, and they've been bragging about that for years because, remember, it used to be that only younger people transacted with their cell phone. Now it's like, you know, octogenarians do that. So they spent all the money, and it's like when Jamie Dimon started, it was like, all they did was cut expenses, cut expenses, cut expenses, and they were crushing it. Whereas Bank of America was adding expenses, adding expenses. Well, now, suddenly, they've got the deposits, the Fed's going to raise, and they don't have to do anything. They just make more money. It's kind of like 1982. When Greenspan said, you know, we ought to let the banks make more money. So, uh, Still, though, mortgage business, uh, you got a downgrade of just about every major home builder today out of key. That's going to hurt. We've got mortgage rates up four straight uh, weeks. You know, it turned out that Rocket Mortgage, it turned <laughs> out that, you know, David, that the robo-mortgage companies with AI have been taking that business away. The real good business is checking account because I don't know what, how much you get in your checking account. Uh, I think it's 0.00. It's your checking Maybe it's five cents a month. Yeah, well, how much? Actually, five cents. Well, a month. I love the yeah. fact that they're charging you and making more. Yeah. I mean, now that's. I mean, I want to be in that business, right? I mean, David, how much risk is there to charging you for your credit, for your yes, checks, it's, and making on the credit it's, balance? It's, that's it's, what I call a good business. It's a very good business. And getting back to Bank of America, they had a very good business. I don't want to over, over you know, overlook the fact that they made thirty-two billion dollars last year. Um, yeah, well, everyone else, looked, we had they looked, these stocks it, all moved up last year, some more than others, other than Citi. Uh, they all actually moved up sharply in the first week or so of trading for this right. year prior right. to the beginning of earnings season. And now we've had a downdraft. So making up a bit of what was just lost, you can see it right there. But they're coming off a record year now. They made so much money. Now, Goldman, people are looking for they're making about 60, 60 Let's uh, come back billion. to Goldman. They they? Just can't help themselves. No, because there's people such a homer for, still. People are looking, people are looking for forty billion. Uh, you know, uh, they did sixty billion. Now with forty billion, like like what's going to happen in the thing? The world's going to fall apart. And then, David, the new normal. Yeah. Is that it's bad? All right. What's the right? multiple then for well these, it's better than seven for these banks goldman's is seven particularly if they can maintain these re- returns on tangible equity that we're seeing right now well i mean goldman has beaten every other bank on one three five and ten book value i think that's apples to apples and david i'm not going to pay forever seven times earnings for Goldman Sachs. All right, well, well, you've also been critical of the consumerization of Goldman. Well, you're that I don't like. They claim that they're making money on Marcus. And, you know, when you go into that credit card business, you don't make a lot of money for the first five years. And you know, so I, I, I don't like that. But the Apple credit card, it's possible that you know, people sign up. I just want to understand you got Marcus, you got the credit card, you got the wealth management business. Uh, and it's a pastiche, if not a mosaic of things. That's right. a line I like to use a lot. I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Morgan Stanley at all? No, first because I want to know, was... are you wearing two suits? No. <laughs> you have two suits on today. I, I'm not wearing what, two suits. you dress suits. in the dark? Yes, I often do. At least I'm not sitting here chomping away on saltines because I had a late night at La Bernadette. Okay. 
Wait, so why don't you just reveal that I had a late night at Bernadette? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you went there, I'll go there. I guess the can safety we, is off. It's more yes, yes. off. Well, you let's just... To, can we talk about Morgan Stanley? How about that? No, I didn't have dinner with Morgan Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> I had the caviar. How about that? I had a mountain of caviar that was the size of, like, Everest. That's horrible. But Barche, finally, oh, don't even, finally don't got even an open go table there. seated diner. Yes. 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 And I had a great time and no one next door to us got angry that we laughed so much. OK. And, and uh, no masks, I assume. No masks. OK. Good. No masks. Good. Uh, well, we'll keep an eye on shares of Morgan Stanley as well to wrap <laughs> up here. Um, because obviously that company did have a very strong. Well, how about the fact that Morgan well? Stanley was down 30 cents when it was first reported? Now, that guy, I want that guy who sold it. Because that guy, is he Mo? Is he Larry? Is he Shemp? Maybe he's curly. Which guy is he? Fourteen billion in fourth quarter revenues, sixty billion for the year, and again a return on a tangible common equity of twenty percent. I want to be You've obviously lauded the 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 business under James Gorman, who's been CEO for quite some time now, and apparently will be for quite some more time to come. Not to the chagrin of Morgan Stanley shareholders, it would seem, but uh, uh, they are not what they were. Obviously, asset management is such an important. Well, they pivoted. The they pivoted. They didn't want business. to be investigated by the government forever. Right. And they went into a business that is, you know, people used to say, well, hold it, Carl. Like, the really important people, when they go down the elevator and they're out. It, that hasn't proven to be the case at all. There's tremendous loyalty there. And a lot of that is a very good culture. I mean, you know, you got a 20% return on common equity. I remember when David said you'd never get more than six or I seven. I never 10. I said never double digits. Yeah, well, potentially correct, ass- correct ten- the record, but I was dead wrong. But yes, yeah, I, well, I just think it's important to point that out. Now, ten <laughs> ten trillion dollars of assets. See, I oh, went to. I didn't make a list. prediction. See, I just you know, said you don't ever talk about what a guy does at any of the people, except when I do it, and then you would talk about it. But when you do it, I'm not allowed to talk about it. It was work. Okay. It was. Actually, people should know that Jim is constantly Jim meeting with CEOs. Jim works long after the camera is turned uh, He does eat well, but he works and never takes the tie off. I, look, my, my trainer comes at 4 a.m., and he beats the heck out of me for a couple hours. And you know what? That's all right. You might want to have the Gravlocks. <laughs> Meanwhile, big tech and their critics are ramping up uh, lobbying efforts in Congress this week as a key Senate panel is taking up legislation that seeks to curb the market power of dominant tech platforms. The Computer and Communications Industry Association rolling out an ad today combating anti-tech sentiment. We'll get a better sense about what regulators think of uh, tech later this morning, uh, David, as Lena Khan talks to Kara and Andrew. Yeah, listen, uh, Lena Khan is somebody whose name comes up virtually every time you have a deal announced, even if the FTC is not actually going to oversee the, the regulatory review. And by the way, we had an enormous deal announced yesterday, and we're still not sure if it's going to be DOJ or FTC. Right. Right. Well, many people will be listening very closely to this conversation. Uh, to get some sort of roadmap here, or more sense, as to what we know is going to be and has been already a very aggressive FTC, uh, and one that is not necessarily looking to precedent, but sort of forging its own path to some extent. Look no further than still waiting for Amazon and MGM. I mean, there's an example of a deal that nobody right. would ever have right. thought there was an issue with, but, well, maybe there isn't, but it's taking an awfully long time at this point. By the way, they still have money. Well, you know what would be amazing? EU. And then we got yesterday's deal. Yes, yeah, sorry. Jim. Hold on. It would be amazing. 
let's say Amazon, let's say that uh, Jassy woke up to you. He said, you know, I hear you. I'm going to separate Amazon Web Services, advertising, and retail. Well, the stock probably goes up a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, so what did she want? The, let's make more money for people who own Amazon. we got to like get away from the notion well, that somehow that would be like, wow, that's the answer. And, and by, Right. Although, interestingly, Jim, to your point, there are those who would say, listen, if you have issues with Amazon, take it to Amazon. Get a, a court remedy of some kind right. if you can prove your case. You know, you don't do it on a deal-by-deal basis when it wouldn't appear that the deal in question has any true anti-competitive, right? Uh, any, 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 any competitive so what, what's element. What's the doctrine? So, what's the doc? Don't you have to have we'll, a doctrine? We'll, we'll listen. But there's uh, no a doctrine. Lot, a lot of the doctrine is overall market power. That the size of these companies is such that their power within their industry and and over consumers and over smaller companies is just so enormous that they need to be curbed. Well, if, let's say uh, that Slipsky, the CEO of uh, the head of Amazon Web Services, let's say they cut, as Jassy did, they, cu- they cut the price, say, 50 times. They cut it 50 times. That's what they do. They keep cutting the price. Well, I mean, let's... If you had to separate it, they may not be able to subsidize that. They may have to raise the price. Now, the doctrine is supposed to be about the consumer doing better. If you break it up, the consumer does worse. It's not about some amorphous notion that Amazon is standard oil. It's not standard oil. It's not. So you're looking at it from a consumer pricing scenario, and you think the bigger they are, the more they can afford to keep prices low. They can subsidize businesses that otherwise wouldn't be. Now, look, I I understand if you go back to Rockefeller, Rockefeller abused the the market power. Look, they owned the oil business. It was like nobody else. They bought everybody. I mean, that's not what's happening here. So you can't, there there is a system of justice in the country, which is that you have to have a reason, and it can't just be market power. It can't be. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, also, you've got to, if you're going to bring things to court, which, which you may lose if the law is not on your side and if right. that doesn't change. But they may be making some somewhat novel arguments. At the same time, they can certainly uh, cause a great deal of issue, uh, problems for companies right. uh, because few companies are willing to potentially challenge the government. Some are, right. but few are at this point. And that may be something that we have to see more of in order to challenge what may be this doctrine. Again, we're going to be listening closely right, well, David, and see whether she has anything. David. Uh, Harvard, we did a thing called Mark, mock, mock quote. See, I got that in. Right? Yes. As opposed to, by the way, mock uh, Ritz crackers, which I'm going to have tomorrow. Okay, so give me your Lena, all right? Yeah. Not Lena Dunham, who I follow and is just a great follow on Twitter. And, and I'm saying, okay, tell me why it's dangerous. Why is it dangerous that Call of Duty suddenly is with Xbox? Give me, give me the case. Very simple. Uh, they will they will make it so that the experience of using Call of Duty on the Xbox system is far better than using it on a PlayStation or Nintendo. And therefore, they control vertically sort of that part of the business, and that's not competitive. Okay, you've got so, to allow it to be exactly the same on every platform. Okay, so I might be denied a, a chance to pay less for Call of Duty. It's going to help your business. I don't know. You're like mock crackers. You're like mock apple pie. When we were really poor, my mom would make mock apple pie. So good. Yeah, Saltines I mean, she, are delicious. Oh, I'll try some. Anyway, I just think that we have to get back to the world where I know we have to go because there's a really fabulous person here saying we have to go. Yeah. But there is this notion that of frivolous 
I mean, I would throw that case out. I said, well, it's frivolous. I don't care who gaming owned by whom. Now, it's not, it's not ATT merging with Sprint and raising my cell phone bill. We're going to get to more on the ATVI uh, breakup fees. Uh, Bobby Kodak's comp got a new target of 210 on Apple, by the way. And we'll do SoFi becoming a bank, uh, airlines and 5G. Take a look at futures on this Wednesday. We'll be right back. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. P&G reporting results, beating estimates on both the top and the bottom line, raising the organic growth outlook. Consumers largely shrugging off those price hikes for the company's household, household staples. Here's CEO John Moeller earlier this morning on Squawk Box. Our business model uh, has a normal component of pricing. Um, pricing has been a positive contributor to our top line for 17 out of the last 18 years, 42 out of the last 45 quarters. When you have a business model that's founded on uh, innovation, that provides higher levels of delight, solves problems better for consumers, you're able to charge uh, a little bit more. That said, volume up in every segment, even uh, diapers and blades. Detergent up 9, 7% was volume, Jim. Yeah, I, I was very impressed with this uh, number. Once again, when, as soon as it came out, people were selling the stock. I mean, they don't even bother to read it. Uh, baby, you're right. I mean, I thought people were... Look, the, the rate of birth is very low now worldwide. Beauty up 2% was the one I wasn't that happy about. Fabric and home up 8%. Uh, healthcare up 8%. Grooming up 5%. David, I, why are people grooming when they're staying inside with Omicron? So that just shows you the power of this model. First of all, it's not clear to me they're staying inside with Omicron. Uh, I guess well, they have their calls, their Zoom calls, you, you their should, other things. You, oh, you mean like grooming because of Zoom? I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's come back to the multiple, which we always like to on this name, yeah, because it is sort of the name when it comes to this particular right, sector. Right. Do you think it's cheap? No. No, because it's, I mean, you know, when you look at Trades these things. Trades at what, 20-something times, right? Well, when you look at these things, I mean, McCormick was downgraded today. They had a good run, McCormick, but Proctor's at 26. Well, David, you know, Goldman's at six. Who's, who's making more money? I mean, the, the multiples are not, the multiples are a little strange. I mean, they really are. You look at Morgan Stanley's business, it's just a machine, right? That's 11 times earnings. Yeah. Now, Proctor's got Unilever against it. It's got rising uh, 
bottling costs. It's got the rising surfactant costs. They, got, they, they, did, you know, they did raise the full-year revenue guide, but they keep EPS unchanged, which you can, you can tell what that means. Yeah. They're going to be dealing with costs. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, I look at these companies, a lot of them, and I just think, what safety do you really get? Now, McCormick trades at 32 times earnings. And the answer is, well, that stock was at 80 and it went to 96. People wanted to be in McCormick because people always say, listen, spice, good business. But is it a 32 times earning business? Yes, because no one else has a good spice business. Proctor doesn't have, uh, there are a lot of little companies up against Proctor, but in the end, whatever happened to Dollar, remember when Dollar Shave was supposed to wipe, Harry was supposed to wipe out mm -hmm. Gillette? I mean, now it, it's true, David. Well, we went through a whole period of Nelson Peltz and brands were tired and big and old, remember? Yeah, it turned out that the only thing, the only gating factor to Gillette is you gotta call someone to get the thing open. Yeah, it's impossible. It is. Yeah, get the to get them to open the thing, yeah, to get now the blades. Now it's everything. I mean, like, hey, you tell That's why I do up. prefer to get my blades sent to me because who wants to go and have to deal with... I, I go, I get my blades from Amazon. Yeah. Which, of so course, Lena, I hope she breaks it up because why? I really want to pay more for... <laughs> I mean, yo, quality, I want to pay more not, for everything. It's not Gillette quality. It's not as good, but it's but it's much cheaper. You don't pay... What, you buy Schick? No, I buy Amazon. Same. Yeah. What, you mean the Amazon brand? Yeah, the Amazon brand. Well, they got to get rid of that. Yeah. Talk to Lena. That's not fair. That's market power. <laughs> we got to get in. I want Lena Dunham is who I really want. I'm not kidding. That's two Lena Dunham mentions in the first well, 20 minutes. Well, because, you know, she didn't get into college. She, she, uh... You know more than I do. Yeah. Wow. She, uh, you know, she took a, you know, she had like a gap year. Yes. Not gap like the company, <laughs> which is it. a two horror. I mean, I mean, gap like the year. San Anne's. I mean, she was like, now she's the star. Yes. Right? Wow. We're... What? Wow! You want to talk about the Gowanus? No, I went there yesterday. I think that we ought to hold off on that love canal, friend. One more look at futures here on this Wednesday as we're coming off that two and a half percent drop on the Nas. Nas is actually enjoying its worst January since 2008. Don't go away. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Futures looking for some stability, even as we said, oil gets above 87, first time since, or the highest since 2014. German Bunds positive for the first time since 2019, and the 10-year does get to 1.9. We'll watch all of that and get the opening bell in exactly five minutes. All right, let's get to a mad dash uh, with Jim. Got about two minutes before we get started with trading here. I haven't talked that much about the broader market, which we'll get to as well, but what do you want to focus yeah, on? Yeah, well, I mean, KeyBank has the piece that I think everyone's been waiting. This shoe dropping. Toll goes to sell. KBH goes to sell. They don't like Lennar. Horton goes buy it up. Now, these are all the home builders, and this is all based, obviously, 
on mortgage the, rates. the tailwinds being over. Right. Now, you work from home may be over, the rates going higher. Against this is what Doug Yearly would say at Toll Brothers, which is that, look, you know, we can't build a lot of homes and our rates for the homes are going up. We're making more money. Mm-hmm. But, David, there are very few people in the business who want to buy these if you think they're poor radars. They're trying to get out ahead of them. Uh, and it, it, it's just the, what I call the playbook. Like, they're not going to think about whether Doug Yearly's uh, right about how there are fewer homes. They're going to say, I got to get out of these. This is that disconnect that happens when rates go up because no one wants to be in a home builder because you go to a meeting and they'll say, rates are going higher. What, what are you doing in toll brothers? Yeah. All right. Well, you don't want to be as well in some of these high multiple revenue stocks with very little earnings, if well, any. that's what I want to you be You don't want to be in a lot of SPACs. You don't want to be in anything Name owned by Kathy Wood's ARC. Why? Um, She's got the vision. So what do you want to be in? You don't necessarily want to be in P&G at 25 plus times earnings. I want to be in companies that make things, do things, and get paid for them and are profitable. It's a pretty simple message. That's what I want. David, you know what term I heard and I haven't heard since 2000? Which I know you always got to kick out of pre-revenue. 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 Yeah. And look, I mean, wheels up. The Joby. I mean, you know, as much as I like Blade, I mean, they're making it so we got to go to like Sag Harbor, maybe like, you know, uh, Montauk. Now, what I'm saying is a lot of the SPACs have no research coverage. We don't know how they're doing. And then we have this Kathy Woodstock. And a Kathy Woodstock tends to have a, um, no, they're kind of a little pre-revenue. Or like when she started buying DraftKings. I mean, I, I like DraftKings, a good app. But, yeah. you know, the, some of the deals, I don't know, Dave, are you seeing these? You know, if uh, the Knicks get one point, you get 500. You know, it's like, this stuff is crazy. There's one that I, I had last night. I had a, a well, it's, it's called Super Group. Yeah, but it's like, they had a, they had a deal. Um, He's talking now way, about DraftKings and his where, own, right, his own they, betting. You know, yeah. they give yeah. you money, and yeah. if, if the Chiefs win, you make even more money. Right. Uh, but if. Buffalo wins, you, just, you know, you make the money. Got it. Now, David, this is not a way to make money if it's the company. A really smart kid, and Carl, this could happen like a 21 or whatever. You could open deals with every one of these, and I think you can make like $1,000. And I, though this is not a good business right now. I mean, you know, okay, so Bank of America pays you nothing to get your money. These guys pay you money to get nothing. It's a called a customer acquisition cost. Yes, yes. customer acquisition CAC. cost. Yeah, and I, I don't want to do that. I want to wait till everybody's burned out, and then uh, you can come in and buy. I think Supergroup's going to be a winner. But I, I, I call for the life of me. I mean, MGM, I mean, these guys are giving away money. I, I, I've never seen it before. Not since I got a toaster for opening account with City mm-hmm. in 1979 have I seen People give you things like this. And well, they're, they're spending a lot on TV ads. We all know that as well. I mean, they're just the gift that keeps giving for everybody that's involved. They get an upgrade of LVS over at UBS. They go to buy on this Macau reset. Uh, new laws are going to sort of put a cap on external competition. Right. Um, well, they see, go to I, 53. Own, I own Win from a travel trust, and it's been completely idiotic, and I've been wrong. I did not see Omicron coming, I didn't see Delta. I didn't see a crackdown by the Chinese. I thought that Wynn was the way to be able to play the opening. And unlike the LVS, well, he was great not to have it, you know, not till today, but 
I freely admit, and this is something I do at my, the morning meeting and when I do my, my notes, is that I got win wrong. Now, a lot of people like to say they're early. David, Kathy Wood is early in a lot of things, right? She's early. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Potentially. No. Early. Would, yes. Now, what does early really mean? Well, sometimes it means wrong. Right. Well, that's what I embrace. Yeah, until you're not wrong. Uh, um, but, okay. you know, there can be doubters, and yet she has proved them wrong herself. Right. We sat and questioned her on our Tesla thesis for many years, and that was the backbone of what has been incredible performance. But interestingly, ARC now, if you take a look at um, the key fund, one of the key ones, obviously the innovation ETF, which we do focus a lot on right. for reasons that frankly, are worth focusing on in part because it is so representative of that speculative part of technology that boomed about a year ago. But if you take a look at it, it more or less is in line now over two years with the S&P and the NASDAQ. Right. So that great outperformance, look at that, Jim. Is that it, Marindo? Oh, no, right arc. back uh, to more or less meet. Reversion, do you want to use a fancy term? You want to say reversion? Yes. So there you have uh, reversion, essentially. The NASDAQ, obviously, you can see is actually outperforming. Uh, over that period of time. Not so much the S&P, but getting much closer. But yeah, Jim, right. I'm sure it comes up a lot. I can't tell you how many people are focused on this in part because, well, what is, you know, if there are outflows, what, what needs to be sold from the ETF? Remember, is there an opportunity for a hedge fund to therefore short some of these names because they know they're going to be sold and or force the sale? Yeah. A lot of different dynamics here. There is. I mean, remember, she'll say, listen, I don't run a hedge fund, so you can't shoot against me. But you have to rebound it. They have to rebalance at night. Uh, I think that where the money's being made is uh, United Health goes down 40 points off of a miss by Humana. United Health doesn't miss. So now United Health embarks back on a say a five to back to 500. So it's companies that are going down uh, in sympathy with other companies. This is what happened with Bank of America, with Morgan Stanley. And it turns out to be a false uh, tell. Uh, there's a guy named Ricky Jay. I, I love Ricky Jay. Ricky Jay. Yes. He talked about, I once showed me a card trick. And he said, look, this is how you, you know, you don't take, your, this is a tell. You know, you can see what someone's playing in their hand. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who are playing in their hand. Oh, you man, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to do this. And Rick, Ricky Jay would say, I know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to do the wrong thing. Uh, they know O's, O's Perlman. The wrong thing. I don't know if yeah. you know O's. No, I know Ricky Jay. I Ricky Jay was the greatest. He, passed, he wrote a lot of great books, by the way. He also was an incredible magician, right? I mean, he's incredible. He's he was brilliant. Watching, great actor. Watching right. Nights, great actor. Bunch of Paul watching Thomas Deadwood Andrew. now, and he's got a big, he had a big role in that as he's well. He's no longer alive. I mean. No, I know. But I'm uh, just saying that you, you'll see, he would tell you, he would predict the wrong move that people would make, which I always thought was amazing. Like, he would know that you were going to do it wrong. I, 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 it's blackjack, and a lot of guys are saying, well, you know, I, I saw a guy hit at 18, he got a three, I got to, like, do that. And so I see a lot of, of mistakes being made by people. Procter & Gamble was down a dollar this morning. But, like, no one had listened to them. So why are people selling it? I mean, listen to what the company says. Maybe it's actually doing well. I don't know. I find it discouraging because those people are tr- true traders. They're not investors. Bank of America came down a lot, and you know the four rate. I now I'm now I'm going to new. I'm going to give you a little new one. Someone's going to say it's going to be a fifty basis point. Oh, there's right. a lot of that. Uh, the the swap market well, is pricing in more than twenty five yeah. points by the end of March, which would imply somewhere in there. Well, Bank of betting America. On 50. I mean, Morgan Stanley. 
the 50 basis points. You know, it's just like you want to one up people. David? 75. 75. I'm at, yeah, they'll go 75. And then the, By the way, win. you can bet on that on, on DraftKings Which if one? you want. Draft or FanDuel or, uh, or BetMGM or Caesars I, or I, any of them. I yeah. think, okay, yeah. so just so you know, yeah. 1.2 million people signed up for sports betting sites in New York last weekend. Why not? They give you $1,000 to, to bet. Well, no, if you I lose your first bet, you still. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. I, I, Bills yeah. should beat the Chiefs. The Bucks should you beat the Rams. You can also bet on what Jerome Powell had for breakfast this morning. You can? Yeah. Did he go with one egg, two eggs? Three really? Eggs? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, guys, hey, you know, uh, uh, Alyssa what? Leonard has it. She, is she allowed to bet? I don't know. His wife? No. No. She's barred from betting. As are other Fed governors now. They can't bet yeah, either on what he had for breakfast. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, right. They can trade all they want. All right. Because, I, you know, she doesn't like that's not fair. I uh, wanted to take a look at yesterday's enormous deal, of course. Come back to it for a minute if we can. Which uh, one? There were two of <laughs> Microsoft buying Activision. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that one. 75 or 80, whatever you want to call it. All cash, 95 bucks a share. But you can see how far below that $95 is Activision. And that is, of course, part of what we were discussing yesterday. We mentioned it a bit this morning as well, which is the concern about how big is the real antitrust risk here? What does it actually mean? Um, and or not understanding necessarily, well, first of all, who will even be reviewing it, DOJ or FTC, right. and what that review will really bring, given, and again, why it's less important to listen to Lena Khan uh, when she's uh, speaking to, uh, to Karen Andrew later uh, this morning. Um, the termination fees are not really out of line with what you'd see in a large deal. In fact, maybe even a bit smaller percentage-wise than you might expect. And Microsoft is not committed to anything other than, uh, you know, it's not obligated to commit to any undertakings on its own business. This is typical for Microsoft deals, at least. But it's not hell or high water or anything like that. You've got termination fees that basically started $2 billion, go up to as high as $3 billion if they don't get this thing done by Ju- July of 2023. Um, but one of the questions will be, and we see this sometimes, is you get a second request, which we, without a doubt, they will here, it would seem. I shouldn't say without a doubt, expected. Uh, and then, you know, it becomes you substantially comply as a company, and then companies just sit around and wait when they can actually start the clock, so to speak, and say, well, we're going to close because we've substantially complied with the second request. Uh, the question here for some is, well, July of 23 may not be soon enough for Microsoft to, to know whether it needs to go to right. court. And the world changes, and will Microsoft still be committed to the deal? There are going to be a lot of focus on this in the next year. So another way to kill it. Another way to kill it is just, just to, to wait it out. It, but, but as I've been saying, more companies may take it upon themselves to say, no, we're not waiting it out. We're going to comply with your second request. We're going to start the clock and sue us if you want. Um, but we need to get it done, and we need to get it done faster, potentially, if, if that's possible. But going to be a lot of focus on the antitrust here, as we said. We talked a bit about Call of Duty, which is one of the key titles that's on the, you know, that is actually, because Candy Crush people play on their phone, it's mobile, right. but this is the right. key title. What will they do with that? Will it, you know, in some, they won't prevent others from using it. They can't really. Well, I mean, it's 50% of the revenue. Call but, of Duty has to be spun off to. No, um, I, no I'm saying what's the By the way, remedy? This, there's not a lot of remedy. They don't like behavioral remedies right. either. Remember, right. that's a new thing as well. Right. No behavioral remedies because they don't really work. And so... 
It's a lot of unknowns, which is why you're seeing a significant discount to the $95 share cash price, obviously also given the timing as well, just because it's going to take perhaps as long as a year and a half. By the way, I don't know why they made so much of Bobby Kotick not staying with the combined company after the deal. What CEO stays with a combined company, especially when it's Microsoft running the show after the deal? None. No, no. We said that yesterday, but the journal decided that was an important story. They, yeah, I think no, they were leading I mean, the only one, well, Devin, uh, WPX was bought by Devin, and then WPX CEO got the job, so there he stayed on. Right. Yeah, it's one thing if you get the, got, if, right, got the top job. Get the top job at the combined company. Here it's Microsoft buying your company. It's a unit of Microsoft. Well, they wanted this to guy pick Spencer's one, running it. Bobby's going to be jealous. there until close, and then he'll figure people out what he wants to do. People are jealous, and life. then there, you know, obviously the stories. I'm not going to discount the stories of the culture they had. I mean, the culture they had is like, do I want, did I want my daughter working? Well, you know, I mean, arguably, no. Carl, I'd you, rather ever work. You, I'd rather work at Nucor. You saw what happened to Sony, uh, which got hit pretty yeah. hard, uh, wondering about the competitive implications for this deal for, for Sony and, and what the Japanese will choose to do, if anything, in terms of trying to compete. Right. Yeah. Uh, we do have a downgrade. Atlanta cuts ATVI uh, to neutral. Uh, regulators could focus on whether one of only a few gaming consoles uh, should be allowed to acquire a leading content business, uh, but they do expect the deal ultimately uh, to complete. Well, um, you know, Carl, I've got to tell you, let's say that this deal really has problems. Then, then I could argue that Goldman does deserve to sell it six times earnings because I mean, maybe people just say, you know what, look, I, the hell with it. I'll wait till, I'll wait till, I don't know, when DWAC gets back in it. That's a code for yep. Trump. Yep. DWC, I mean, there's one, David. You you never talk about it. Tell me. I think you think it's a third rail, like because you take the subway a lot. Yes. A Digital World Acquisition Corp. Uh, yeah. No. Is it, that the third rail? It's a third rail. Yeah. You ever see a mouse get hit by the third rail? Uh, there's plenty of rats. I've never seen them get hit. They know better. Yeah. Thankfully, but uh, yeah, yeah. The, things are no things are interesting down there in the subway these days. Meanwhile, in tech, it's a bit of a split picture. Uh, got decent guidance out of ASML today, Jim. Yeah, okay. But Goldman cut Cisco. I know you're watching okay, that Okay, I today. think the Cisco is wrong. All right, first, ASMLF. All right, so ASMLF is a company that makes these things that are as big as buses. You need them in order to, do, to etch uh, for semis. Okay, it's semi-dark equipment. If the Chinese... Uh, the Chinese are blocked. It's a Dutch company, but we're blocking the Chinese. The Chinese would buy every single one. All right. So the idea of selling that off the demand, someone wrote that the demand is, is weakening. Well, that's ridiculous. The China, let the Chinese do it. And they'll say, let's all buy every one. Cisco is doing incredibly well. Uh, the enterprise is finally upticking. They're saying, well, this is the time when you sell it. Well, it hasn't gotten here yet. I mean, you don't sell it. This is the time to sell you got to sell Tampa Bay now because once that game starts, you don't want to be. No. I mean, I, the Cisco one, that was a fatuous downgrade. Fatuous. Cisco's business is first time. Is, he said the orders were really good, so now the earnings are going to come through. Right. You don't sell it. You know, like, okay, my travel, I'm talking my position. I don't even give a damn. I, I'm just saying that, like, I've, I've traded Cisco. I remember when John Wardridge said the quarter was in the bag. You remember that? Who, so, said, who said that? He was the CEO before Chambers. I mean, that guy, has he studied this guy? There you was know, a CEO I read that. before Chambers? Yeah, wow. before Chambers. I knew Mordred's pretty well. BC? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And, and, and so I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, you know what? This guy ought to go cover Cisco, the food company. 
because that's about the knowledge that he has. Yeah. All right. You can take that's your cue from, from the company's guidance. Yeah. Goldman has their own IT spending predictive index. Did you index, see that? That's, which not they say, that's the evidence lab they for say, sake. Uh, uh, peaked in the middle of 2021. IT spending yeah. hardware. Well, I thought that. I don't know. You watch Monday Night Football, but they had, they had uh, Dwayne Rock. Call yes, the game. yes, with the man. Well, I, yes. I think well, I'd like to ask him about Cisco because he would know more than this analyst. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he would. This analyst, really, I mean, honest to God, I, I'm just talking about since 92, since 92, when I think he may have been, I don't know, in, in Pampers, that's a whole nother story versus loves. Uh, I just think, how could he say this? Talk to Chuck. Ask Chuck, so to speak, except for Chuck. Chuck Robbins. Yeah, yeah. Chuck is now for the Niners because the Falcons are out. Don't you love that to have two teams? Yes. But I, wish I just I had felt. One team. Look, I don't mean it. I don't want to hurt the guy's feelings or the gal's well, you feelings. Have. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I didn't. I apologize. Was I was pretty, too vociferous. Was I apologize. Rough. You, you said the Rock knows I, more than this guy. The Rock's really smart. He is smart. But I, I want to take that back. I was, I was being. Look, I apologize. I'm just saying that in the cycle since '92. This is when you buy Cisco. Now, I know this guy's got an electronics uh, Kool-Aid whiz game, <laughs> but I, I, I just know that I have this, okay? Now, this, this can be deeply flawed, right? But nobody hey, questions its computing power. Well, first of all, your hair looks great. So let's Thank just get, let's get into that and your makeup. I'm not but getting I just think that I, I've noticed it's 92, so it's like this is when you buy it. I can't, I can't get rid of my institutional knowledge as much as I'd like to. Or anything else up there. Yeah, All I mean, my institutionologist says this is when you buy Cisco. And I just found the piece may be suboptimal. Yep. yep. Uh, meanwhile, guys, we are holding 4,600. Uh, Dow's up 150 or so. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, two to one advancing to declining stocks. That's a good sign. Kathy Wood's ARC funds all up eh, one and three quarter percent uh, or so. Take a look at the sectors. Uh, and what's uh, leading is lagging. What's lagging is leading. So remember, the leaders this year... Uh, have been energy and bank stocks. They're lagging a little bit. Uh, meantime, REITs and healthcare, uh, they were lagging on the year. They're doing a little bit better. And tech is having a nice little bounce here. Remember, though, tech's down about 6% so far uh, year to date. Really helping are the earnings. A little bit of a relief rally just right across the board on all the big companies that we're reporting today. I think the important thing is uh, we had nice solid loan growth out of Bank of America. They did fine. United Health, they had a 4% beat, which is okay. Um, and they affirmed the full year numbers. Uh, and luxury guys over in Europe, Richemont and Burberry, they had outstanding reports, no decline in luxury spending uh, for sure. So earnings are definitely helping out a little bit, but it doesn't um, mask the fact or doesn't hide the fact that it's a pretty slow start to earnings season. It's one of the weaker starts. We've gotten used to these incredible earnings beats. And what's happening is reversion to the mean. We're starting to get more normal earnings distributions. So I'll give you an example. We've had 43 companies reporting so far for the earnings season. 77% have beat the numbers. Last quarter at this time was 88%. They're beating by 7.4%. Remember last quarter and the quarter before where they were beating 15 to 20%. It's half, but that's normal. Typical beats are four, five, six percent. That's what I'm saying. It's going back to a more normal distribution. Growth of 25 percent is still spectacular. That's nothing like it was a quarter or so ago, and it's going to go down. But that's still pretty good overall. I think the important thing is we're not seeing earnings estimates rise. It's not the fourth quarter that matters. It's Q1 and Q2. Are the estimates going up? Do analysts believe the numbers are going to get better? And actually, we've been going in the other direction. For the last few weeks, the estimates have been coming down for the first quarter and the second quarter. Now, 
This doesn't worry me too much. It's very early. This could change. It all depends on the body language of the CEOs. Are they going to enable the analysts to raise estimates by their body language? And that's part of the problem. We don't really know. I was very encouraged by Procter & Gamble this morning. I'll tell you a simple way to look at Procter & Gamble. They only beat by 1%, so that was a not a nothing. But the key thing is this concerns about pricing power and margin erosion. They had 6% organic growth. That was really good. But look where the growth came from. 3% of that was from volume growth, half, and three percentage points was because they had pricing power. Half of their organic sales growth was because they had the pricing power. Very encouraging overall. Now, they did have some gross margin erosion. Yes, it was definitely there, but everyone was very encouraged by this full screen, this indication that they still have pricing power, because this is a company out there that everybody watch. If they've got it, other companies might still be able to get it uh, as well. So let's keep an eye on that. In terms of what's moving the market, it's the two big story pictures. In inflation, which is wages and commodities and, and, and higher rates that are out there, and then just keeping an eye on what's mattering. All equity guys are watching the 10-year yield, and they're watching crude oil prices as an indicator of, of global growth in general, and to a certain extent, inflation. And Carl, it is a very rare occurrence when, an equity, when equity traders message me about bond yields, but I got several notes from equity traders about German bond yields this morning. They went positive. One basis point. One for a 10-year yield in Germany. That's not something that would normally occupy a stock trader's mind, but I got several notes about that. That indicates to me the equity community is very much watching the interest rate situation here and around the world. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob. Thank you very much, uh, Bob Pisani. Still to come today, the 5G rollout partially delayed. Pretty much a win for some airlines. Coming up next hour, FCC Commissioner will join us exclusively to explain why it's, quote, a bad deal. Let's get the bond report as well. Uh, yields coming off of the highs of the morning. The 10-year did get to 1.9, but currently back to uh, 185. Uh, two years still above one, though. We'll be right back. Keep your eye on the auto space today. Ford's down a bit, says uh, Q4 results will include an $8.2 billion gain on its Rivian investment. Rivian, by the way, back to 73, was 179 last November. A reminder, you can get in on the new CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash investing club or use the QR code on the screen. Trying to hold 4,600 here. We'll be right back. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Don't want to lose sight that Wells Fargo ended up having a really great quarter. And this is the one that may be the cleanest. Uh, because when you talk to guys off, off there, they listen, you know, Wells did have a good quarter. We've doing, we're doing as well as they are. So just keep in mind, that happened early. Uh, Wells Fargo is getting the cost down. If you want cost down, you buy Wells. All right. Jim, how about tonight? Okay. I have a, a pretty good show. I got Anthony Noto. They, uh, so if I just became a bank. And then I have two segments with Gary Gensler, uh, the chairman. Uh, we're going to talk about SPACs. We're going to talk about what happened a year ago uh, with GameStop. Uh, we're we're going to talk about payment for order flow and what's going on in the Robin Hoods. And, yeah, we're going to talk about whether crypto, like you know, Dogecoin. I mean, you know, Dogecoin. Should we just have jokes and have everybody lose money? I think it's a bad, you know, Gary's, I mean, Chairman's very concerned about people losing money. So we're going to talk about losing money because a lot of the younger people who watch they're a little bit off base on what they buy. We're going to change that. Yeah. Uh, Hood, a post-IPO low this morning, uh, getting close to 14. Yeah, well, that kind of makes sense. Uh, we'll see you tonight, Jim. Okay. Mad Thank Money, you. 6 p.m. Eastern time.
You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.